Coming up, Terminator 2 is the latest casualty over at Universal Orlando. We now know the original houses coming to Halloween Horror Nights 27. Plus, we have a dining review for you later on from, well, my house, not the Bob Barley Studio, in Winter Garden, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 143 of the Biz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am not joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. He's currently out in California fighting his way to try to get back home before Hurricane Irma hits us. Yes, we're just a few days away from from when we'll be impacted by that. So thank you already to everyone out there who has sent uh, good thoughts, prayers, uh, all that goodness. You know, we've been doing a good job trying to to get ready for it and it just, you know, do what we have to do in order to get through the storm with little to no issues because, well, next week is the beginning of Halloween Horror Nights. So I think I can speak for myself uh, and many others when I say we need this storm to pass so we can start focusing on the important things in life, like trying to get scared at Halloween Horror Nights. And so we'll talk about the four original houses in just a little bit. But part of the uh, blessing of me doing this at my house today means, uh, of course, I am filming mean this actually today on its release not live but uh just a little bit ago and uh, very 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 uh news that caught me off guard came out this morning and that is that terminator 2 3d will be closing yes uh, terminator 2 has seemed like it's it's time's been up for quite some time now i mean uh, I don't want to say it's a bad attraction. It's not. There are definitely some really cool aspects of the attraction in terms of 3D shows. It is one of the better 3D shows that has ever been at either Universal or Walt Disney World. And, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Plus, Terminator 2 is an absolute classic when it comes to action movies. It's it really it's an attraction that just has had its days numbered for a while and now now it's time is officially up and make the joke hasta la vista baby like everyone's been kind of already throwing out there but yeah no i uh, i guess i just have mixed feelings for it it's never been one of my absolute favorite shows or attractions i again i do think it's entertaining but i've always felt like the space could be utilized for something else and now that's what's going to happen it is going to be utilized for something else so october 8th will be the final shows the final day of shows over at universal studios florida and then after that it will be permanently closed what will come in its place is a question at this point so 
Uh, Universal did confirm in a media that sent, was sent out to media as well as team members received it too, I believe, that it will be an attraction based on a Universal franchise. So that is the first big thing. You have to look at all the, the Universal movies, which also includes DreamWorks. So it could be something surrounded on DreamWorks. It could be uh, dealing with the Dark Universe, the Universal horror films, despite the fact that you know The Mummy just didn't do too well I guess domestically, overseas, it didn't do awful, but definitely in terms of the United States, the mummy just was a bit of a sleeper. And then after that, we already know Fast and Furious is supercharged, is over a disaster, so they're not going to make a second attraction based on Fast and Furious. It's definitely not going to be Harry Potter. It just makes no sense in that area. Uh I, I've seen one or two sites maybe say, like, throwing out the potential for Jason Bourne. I don't see a potential in that really myself. While the movies have done well, I mean, it's it's taken four of them to to kind of get up to, I believe, it's over a billion dollars they've made. So, yeah, they have been really popular, but I just don't see them as making a good a good a show per se so i mean maybe it could in that realm if they keep that theater used as a 3d theater then i i guess there is the potential there blending some live action 3d with some of the the stunts of jason Bourne being shown that way but then also retaining a lot of the live action elements which is what made terminator 2 3d such a cool attraction so i guess i do see a little bit of promise in that one. What I would rather see in that area is, as I already mentioned, in terms of franchises, uh, the Dark Universe. I, again, I, I, I'm in the boat that The Mummy was not a great movie. It was, it was pretty flawed. But in terms of the Dark Universe as a whole, I'm still somewhat excited for it. I think there's a lot of potential there. And so that in itself is reason to... to definitely give it an attraction, especially one that won't open until 2019. But the only thing I can think about is out in Hollywood, they're building the, the theater in the old space that was Shrek 4D that's going to, to change up as, as it needs to. And it'll show a little bit of, uh, it'll show some, some uh, you know, how to train your dragon maybe at one point in time kung fu panda just anything in the dreamworks realm so what's there to say that we can't have something like this with the dark universe here in universal orlando uh in that if you go down that road then you could say okay well we're gonna launch with the mummy and then we're gonna throw in something based on dracula down the road or frankenstein bride of frankenstein i just feel like there's a lot of ways to change this up and keep it really universal heavy and you know considering the mummy did pretty well overseas that's another reason for universal to kind of go down this road because let, let's be honest a lot of people who go to universal aren't from only the United States. They get a lot of foreign visitors in, so maybe it will appeal a little bit more to foreign markets, get them to come out here for it. And if it's something that is exclusive only to Universal Orlando, that's even better. So we will have to see what happens with that. Like I said, it will close after October 8th and be gone forever, so you have a month to get out there and experience it. And I'm sure... You'll see me along with many other people at the last day of that attraction, uh, just kind of like we were uh, doing 
just this past week for Dragon Challenge final day. And I wasn't really going to talk about any of that in the news. Uh, it was a little bit sad for <laughs> Dragon Challenge, though, that it didn't even get a, a fitting goodbye. It, well, almost in a way it did. But uh, on the final day on Labor Day this past Monday, uh, unfortunately, some thunderstorms came through in the late afternoon, like what always happens. And Dragon Challenge was forced to close for weather around, I want to say it was five o'clock-ish. The park closed at seven. And so, yeah, the there were some final groups that were able to get on the ride a couple hours before it closed. And then after that, no one else got to experience the attraction at all. And the reason why I do say it's kind of fitting for that is... Uh, at least as a person who used to work at Dragon Challenge, part of the things that you would look forward to going in for a, a PM shift, you know, clocking in at two o'clock and being there throughout the rest of the night. One of the best parts about it is that uh, if if you did have that shift, you were pretty much almost guaranteed during summer and going into fall that you were going to be closed for a couple hours because of thunderstorms. So it'd be awesome to show up to work. I only have to work for a couple hours and then just get it, get to entertain guests because the ride was down due to weather. So it is kind of fitting that it did end in this way. And I, I know I'll miss it. There was a lot of team members that showed up as well as guests to, to say goodbye in the last final minutes. Uh, speeches were made. Uh, it was it was definitely different than many other closings that we've experienced here over the past couple couple years in in and around the Orlando area. You know, it's it's just been an onslaught. And, and you know, off the top of my head, thinking now we've lost Dragon Challenge, we've lost Disaster Twister over at Disney, losing Universe of Energy, great movie ride. It just things things keep changing so quickly. So uh, Dragon Challenge will be missed and. I'm glad that I was able to be there for the last day of it, and anyone else who was there, I hope you enjoyed that day as well, too. So now I'm going to switch gears and move over into Halloween Horror Nights news, and we got big news for you there. So we finally have our our overall house list. All the houses, scare zones, shows have been announced. We've talked about all the ones that have already been announced on this show in depth, so I'm not going to waste any extra time on those we are only going to go over the originals so i am going to go through them and read the description so we are going to start with the first one scarecrow the reaping so it reads since the great dust bowl an abandoned farmhouse stands in nebraska the bountiful fields ravaged by the farmer's plows have spurred anger in the land scarecrow guardians have risen from the blood-soaked soil to seek revenge the harvest that will be reaped this season is you so, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess I was listening to that differently in my head because it came out sounding very weird. I am pretty excited for Scarecrow the Reaping. Uh, I I kind of like the, the fact that it's going to be taking place in an abandoned farmhouse and during the Dust Bowl period. I, I think putting it in that time period shows a lot of promise. It's going to be very desolate, uh, just really spooky overall. I, I, I do. I, I think it's, you know, the, I guess the one part I'm kind of wondering is, is it going to be feeling like a little bit too similar to last year when we had uh, Thunder Gulch? Um, uh, 
at least I think that was the name of it. I, I just literally blanked on it. One of my favorite houses last year and just completely went away from me. But, you know, that was that was taking place during in the Wild West, kind of in a ghost town. So this might have a little bit of the same feel to it, which I think is what it appeals to me. But we'll have to see what happens with it. I do like that we know it'll be scarecrows that are coming after us as well as I'm I'm guessing probably a lot of farmers that are are just really down on their luck, which they should be. It's it's the Dust Bowl. It's the Depression. Some really hard times there, but I, I I'm excited for this one. I think I think it will be a beautiful house to go through because of the time period that it's hitting on. The next one, which also sounds amazing, I'm going to say this about all of them, so I don't I don't want to like linger on too much about that. I think they all sound amazing. But the next one is Hive, and Universal says we're a huge fan of those little known. 1980s horror movies and we wanted to make you feel as if you're in those movies the story takes everything that is sexy beautiful or cool about vampires and flushes it down the toilet these nosferatu are nasty animalistic and vicious it's the type of house that will make you cling to your date all the way to the exit if you make it that far so we know we have a, a vampire house here the aspect that I love about it, which is literally what they focused on, is that they're going for 1980s B-movie, essentially, which I, I think this is a great concept. I know as a child, growing, being born in the late 80s and then growing up through the 90s, I'm guessing that this is going to closely mimic a lot of the movies that I saw on TV as I was growing up late at night that were always really, really bad, uh, you know, just just terrible in every way from from the type of scares that actually happen to the the costumes makeup plot dialogue the entire way around uh it just just really bad in that regards but then you know it, it's bringing up all the it'll bring up all these good memories some some of those so bad they're good movies are are what a lot of people love about horror in general so i i think there is a lot of promise here for this one and you know vampires always always good for a good scare so i can't say much more about that uh sec what's sexy beautiful and cool about vampires flushes it down the toilet that's the only thing that that's catching me off guard is are these things going to be so nasty that they don't even resemble vampires i'm not really quite sure on that but i think it's got think it's got promise as long as it really clings to the b-movie factor in it then it could be good now potentially one of the best houses that has been announced um in in terms of the original or the the intellectual property houses we have dead waters so this house universal says we have had houses that later became scare zones in the streets of universal studios Florida. This is one of the first times in recent memory that a scare zone has influenced a house. For Halloween Horror Nights 24, we had Bayou of Blood scare zone. It was so strong in character and story that we had to revisit its story again. We're excited to have you explore the dead waters of the voodoo queen in her hellish realm. Trust me, you'll freak out when you see the half-sunken riverboat and skeletal remains of her victims close in. Now, the reason I am so pumped about this house is because Bayou of Blood is one of the coolest scare zones that 
I can remember from the past couple years at Halloween Horror Nights. So the big, uh, the big marquee part of this scare zone was the fact that the Voodoo Queen had had her house sitting up right across from Mel's. Basically, uh, you know, it was right around where the stage is currently that's being used for Academy of Villains and such. So this would have had to been well. 27 is 2017, 26, 2016, 25, 2015. So by your blood, did it already say it in the story? And I literally wasn't paying attention. It absolutely did. 24. So 2014 is when when we had Bayou of Blood and the Voodoo Queen sat out there. I, I think it was rumored that the uh, the Voodoo Queen was going to that she was going to actually kill someone up on stage. And I want to say maybe it actually happened the very first night of the event, and then it never happened after that. I don't remember what was true or not with it. I never saw it, so I can't say it was. Some people claim that they saw something like that, and it was so gory that they'd never be able to do it again. Regardless, uh, being able to take this and flesh it out into a full house, I think that is definitely awesome. You know, there is something absolutely creepy about that New Orleans voodoo vibe. The only thing that I hope this doesn't tread on too much is the fact that we have American Horror Story uh, house this year that's going to be focusing on Coven. And most of Coven is the fact that it's a bunch of witches in New Orleans. And it's not just in then, you know, in the show, you obviously have Angela Bassett's uh, Marie uh, I can't remember the last name for the life of me, but you have her character that is heavy into voodoo. So maybe they aren't going to focus on that so much and maybe just stick more towards the witches. I mean, it wasn't it, uh, that wasn't overly about voodoo. This is going to be very voodoo heavy. So maybe it'll just complement it. Keep the voodoo vibe running along. But I cannot wait for this. This will probably be the most popular of the the original houses unless it's just not done well which i can't imagine that it would be so we'll move into the last house which is the fallen universal describes this as it's the ancient battle between good and evil the fallen are flying jumping and crawling up from the kingdom of darkness and laying waste to all who cross their path of destruction these creatures are awesome and yes i did say flying this house is a mix between beauty and decay high screech and deep roar and delivers more surprises than than he can fit in this paragraph so not a ton of details in this one other than that i think we can take away that this is going to be potentially the overall prettiest of the original houses. Uh, the the only thing that kind of catches me off guard on this one is the flying aspect. Usually, when Universal does scares that are surrounded by like characters that are flying on wires, it doesn't turn out to be the greatest. Uh, it's cool to watch, but in terms of the effectiveness of the scariness, it's I would say not not very good at all. But you know what, maybe they're not going for that with us. Maybe they're just going for more of a, a pure terror of being in there than a lot of jump scares, which I could absolutely see. You know, we always we always usually have at least one kind of fun house, so maybe this is just a different version of that. I'm not really sure, but it, it does sound interesting to me nonetheless. We'll see how that changes once I actually go through it, but that's it for now. So that's going to do, uh, wrap up everything that we have to say in terms of announcement for this year's Festival of the Deadliest. And of course, Halloween Horror Nights will start September 15th, next Friday. So 
unfortunately, uh, no longer are the team members allowed to take guests during the team member preview. So unfortunately, uh, we won't have a show for you on Halloween Horror Nights next week like we've done in years past where we have it ready to go the night before the event. We have to wait until after we actually go to experience the event. So I do apologize for that. But you know what? It's better for team members that way. When I was a team member going to that, I hated how long the lines were a lot of times uh, because of just too many people there. Just, uh, you know, having all the team members plus bringing a guest, which a lot of the times that was someone who wasn't from Universal. Uh, that, that really clogged things up. Plus third party people who then couple years they got to bring a guest that made things worse so long story short i think it's better overall for team members there to go and have a great experience just kind of sucks for us but we will be there on september 15th i'll be there the 16th i'll be there all the time i'm getting a frequent fear pass like i do every year and i'm just going to get my fair share of universal so I will be there a lot, and if you see me there, definitely say hi at some point in time. But that's going to do it for our news in this episode, and now I'm going to actually throw it over to Craig and Rhino, who are out in Universal Orlando at Thunder Falls Terrace for a dining review. That's right, Jurassic Park's Thunder Falls Terrace. So this one actually was Rhino's idea, so he he knew that he was going to be traveling. We wanted to do a dining review, so that way he wouldn't be completely missing from this show. And as we are going through, I, I tried to suggest, like, let's just do pizza bread. We can get a meatball sub there. It's not that bad. I used to eat those all the time when I worked at Universal. They're actually pretty good. But instead, he ended up going with Thunder Falls Terrace, which has a menu full of ribs and chicken and... Uh, just uh, not much more variety than that. Bacon cheeseburgers that sit up in heat lamps for far too long. But there's no point in me talking about it. We documented our entire experience there. So let's go ahead and watch Rhino and myself at Thunder Falls Terrace. Hello, everyone. It is Craig here with Rhino. Hello. We are in Jurassic Park here at Islands of Adventure for our next fun dining review. And today, oh, we got a doozy for you. Some people might already realize where we're at, what's right behind us. If you don't know, today we're eating at a little place called Thunder Falls Terrace. Sounds like a wrestling restaurant. Yeah, it, well, it sounds like a, a bad 80s like action movie. Yeah. Like, welcome to Starring Thunder Falls. Chuck Norris exactly. and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And there you he'd go. Be, he'd be in that. He would be in that, so maybe a little, uh, you know, a little sly. Sly might be too good for it. Regardless, that doesn't matter. Uh, you know, this place got rotisserie chicken, as you can see on the sign, barbecued ribs, burgers, crap like that. So, my expectations are low. We're going to go in, see what looks good, pick some stuff out, eat it, and let you know what we think. So, let's go. Choices here at Thunder Falls Terrace in Jurassic Park. Rhino, what'd you get? The rotisserie chicken salad, which was something unique to watch assemble because the chicken came out of a plastic bag, 
and was measured in some sort of device. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little sample of it right now. It's cold. Mmm. It's cold and slimy. Um, oh. The salad had a little bit more going for it than I thought. There's there's nuts on the side and some craisins. It's gonna about to get craisin up in here. Yep, those are craisins. These are some sort of nut. Perhaps a walnut. I don't know what that is. I'm not a nut expert, I don't know. And then there's a mandarin orange on the side. And fun fact about me, I hate when fruits and vegetables mix. So, I'm glad it's on the side. I don't have an issue with eating a mandarin orange. I love oranges, but I, it, the description of the salad was kind of non-existent. So, you gotta be careful of that sort of thing there. But it's What's got some nondescript salad dressing on the I side. I believe it was citrus vinaigrette. That would be an appropriate description. Okay. Sort of non-defying flavor. I thought maybe it was Caesar. No, 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 no. Caesar never visited Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm gonna take a, take a, just kind of a bite of everything. I, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward item, but. Not bad. I mean, it is what it is. It's like a theme park food. The chicken's fine. I was worried it was going to be that, like, you know, when you get really cheap chicken, or sometimes you order your McChicken at McDonald's and you get that one chewy part of it. I was a little scared that was going to happen here. So, so far, so good. It's, it's fine. It's just that decent high school lunch lady salad mix paired with cheapo chicken. So, I'm not. I'm not impressed, but I also knew I wasn't going to be impressed coming in here, but... I'll keep eating and then I'll let you know. So Craig, Craig can tell us what he got, yeah. though. I went with the ribs. Uh, felt like we needed to. And with the ribs came two sides. Uh, I obviously went with the corn on the cob. And then these roasted potatoes, which... These are actually heaven. I could make a full meal out of just eating these. Crispy, they're soft. Mm. They're bursting with herb flavor, but I mean, it looks kind of red on the it's, side. It looks yeah, like I mean, it looks good. It's it's not like overly fatty, and I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just smoked well. Flavor's okay, um, and the barbecue sauce is decent. It is coming off the bone. It's not sticking to the bone, so. It could be a lot worse. Kind of like your salad, I would say. It's theme park ribs. It's not, you're not going to like a good rib restaurant, steakhouse, and getting like fall off the bone succulent ribs this is just it's good for what it is is it better than what you anticipated yes it is way better than i anticipated i expected to be like gnawing every little piece of meat piece of meat off there and it is kind of falling off but it's really dense really sweet well tip too because we did this when we were in line is the line kind of splits two ways and 
we went to the side where there weren't any ribs out, knowing that they would have to plate a fresh, well, fresh, because it's a heat lamp or whatever, but they would have to plate some ribs. So it wasn't like it had been separated from the herd and put out there for like however long. I also did get a side, they had a side of rice and beans that I figured I'd just get just in case the salad was like unedible, uneatable, unedible. So I'm gonna try it. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but we'll see. I was tempted. Actually, this is surprisingly good. The corn's good too. Nice sweet, I added a pat of butter onto it, but I mean, corn's still in season here right now. I feel like I am such a mess. I feel like I have barbecue sauce all over my mouth and I'm like a child. No wet naps up there? I didn't look. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's some there's some flavor to that rice. It's, it's a little zesty. Absolutely, yeah. It's not just bland yellow rice. Yeah, um, which that's what, I was surprised. Yeah, there's a little bit of flavor. The black beans, although they look like they've been sitting here just getting cold, still really good, so. We need to keep eating though and we'll really you. dig into it. We'll give you an update in a little bit. We are just about done. So you want to give an update on your food as to now before you take those last couple bites? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's, it's unoffensive what I got. I think this place could um, maybe benefit from doing like what Pecos Bill did at the Magic Kingdom by having like kind of the toppings, the accoutrements bar, if you will, if you will. Because um, I think like maybe a couple of banana peppers or something would have elevated the, the salad just enough that I would have been like, yeah, good, you know? But but like overall, it's not the, it's not the worst thing I've ever had. Um, I think the star of my meal was the rice and beans though. Those are actually very flavorful. Um, and pretty good and so like the sides in here are pretty good and uh, decently priced I think they were somewhere between like two fifty and four dollars for the mall maybe two ninety nine maybe yeah I mean but they came with well the rice and beans came with another meal uh, oh this mine was a, came this, with mine oh this was on the side of the other meal yes see I thought I was just adding a side because you can just add the sides too up there. yeah you can add the sides but this one in fact was for a wrap that was also purchased but not showcased in this review. I, d I for did. For reasons. I did eat um, one of the rib, one of Craig's ribs, uh, and it, it wasn't the worst rib I've ever had. I did not care for pulling the meat off the bone like I did because it made me feel like a barbarian. But I know people love ribs, and and I am. I love four rivers too. It's just they take it off the bone for you. Well, I found. The problem that I have with these ribs, I don't know how well it will showcase, but this is a layer of fat that's running along the back side of the ribs. Now, like, when I cook ribs at home, how everyone should, I recommend removing this layer of fat because then it's gonna, it just, it allows a lot of the juices to permeate in a little bit more. Um, the ribs will fall off the bone a lot easier. This does hold it all together, but you know, then you're chewing through a layer of fat. Um, it almost has that feel, that consistency of like sausage casing. You know, that, like yeah. when you have kielbasa, you bite. Oh, exactly. But, but I do like, I do like biting through the kielbasa. Pops. But overall, it is it's smoked really well, so I can't, I can't complain. I mean, it's 
again, we're in a theme park. It's decent enough. I mean, they painted your sauce on like he was an artist. He took a big old oh. paintbrush and painted it right on. Oh, heck yeah, he did. Okay. So that happened. Well, speaking of that, let's talk about the atmosphere in here. It's actually surprisingly quiet for the amount of people that are in here. Yeah. When I walked in, it was like, it seemed like it was going to be very assaulting on your senses, but now that we've kind of sat down for a little while, it actually, it's, it's fine. It's not even that... I, yeah. I, I feel good. It's air conditioned. It's indoors. You've actually got a really nice view of the um, the river where, adventure. River adventure where it comes down the slope where they do the crashing into the water. So every now and then there's a giant splash of water on the other side of the building. But yeah, I mean, they, like it's high ceilings in here, so you would think that it would be a lot louder than it is, but it's really not that bad. So I can't complain about the noise level. Uh, theming overall, it fits in well with Jurassic Park. So far, there was, really no, the, there was no Chilean sea bass. Yeah, there was no Chilean sea bass. Really, the only issue that I think we've had is we kind of waited in line a really long time, and we came at an off time, like close to 3 o'clock. So it really shouldn't have been as long of a line as we waited. It, it was slow for no reason. Yeah, it was, it was very slow for no reason. But overall, this it could be worse. It could be blondies. So... We'll uh, finish up the last little bits here, and we'll give you our final thoughts. Rhino, he did mention that we were able to watch Jurassic Park River Adventure right outside the window, and so that's why we're out here now. We're finished with our meal. It was an experience. Rhino, what'd you think? Um, overall, I, I, this, this was my first dining experience here. Um, I don't think it's as bad as everybody led me to believe it was going to be. But I do feel like it's basic. Um, it's and not necessarily. I don't mean in like the cheeseburger, hot dog sort of way. But it is very. It is the low level of the theme park food that you can get. You know what I mean? It. it you walk in and it does look like okay, this is the same kind of fare that's at um, Three Broomsticks. Um, that you got the chicken with the potatoes. You got the ribs and the potatoes and the corn stuff like that but the flavor profile here the preparation however they're doing it in the wizarding world it is coming out at a much higher level a standard yeah. much higher standard than it is here but with that said i don't think this food was unedible or anything like that um i think it was fine i think if you're just walking around and you just want somewhere to go and you want to get in and out i mean i don't know about in and out though because it was a little slow but yeah it was a little slow like i mean your meal your salad for 9.99 not a bad deal. Yeah, it came, with the, it came with the mandarin orange, the some sort of nut. I think it was the walnut, the craisins on the with the chicken. Like for nine ninety nine, yeah. not too bad, you know. Yeah, the rib platter was sixteen ninety nine, uh, and you know what? I guess that's not too terrible overall. Yeah, but I think it's the less corn than that, and the, it's the yeah. same. You literally got the same thing they have over there, but I think it's like four dollars less. Over there. I, I will say that the, the corn and the potatoes make up for it. It wasn't mm -hmm. the worst thing. Um, it was it was pretty tasty overall, but would I go back there again uh, for a review in the future? Yes, I will go back there and we'll do a re-review at some time. Try other things or just Maybe switch up what we got. Something, yeah, yeah. But besides, the sides were the stars yeah. overall. The sides were the stars. Would I go back there just with like friends, family? No, uh, I would still find somewhere else. Go to Potter. Go. Go any of the restaurants yeah. yeah go sit down somewhere but you know what we got to try these because we have to let you know if it's worth it definitely don't if, if you're really looking for a place and it's all that's available at the time you don't have to skip it 
but don't go out of your way to eat here. But know that this is not the bottom of the barrel. Definitely. That's still Blondie's. We've yeah. still got the bottom. We've still got a base yeah. level here. This is better than Blondie's and better than Mel's. But we're yes. going to keep working our way through the crap here at Universal Orlando. The bad places, the non-good ones. So that's going to do it for this review in particular. But we'll be back with another one at some point in the future. So that is it for now. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed that that fun dining experience that we had. Looking back onto it, I still don't know how I quite feel about it. Uh, I think I think I actually was happier about it in the moment than I was looking back on it now. But you know what? That's that's what happens when you get a beer before you go and do a dining review. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, so if you've eaten at Thunderfalls Terrace. Definitely, definitely leave comments below and let us know what you think about it, as well as all everything we talked about today, whether it's Terminator 2, 3D closing, this, uh, the new original houses for this year's Halloween Horror Nights, any thoughts on Dragon Challenge closing, just go ahead and go comment crazy below. I will read them all, and only some of them will make me angry. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I just want to say thank you to everyone out there, as I do every single week, for listening and watching. I really do appreciate it. We do this for you, so we really hope you enjoy it. And as always, if you do enjoy it and you think you have a friend that might also enjoy it, Please do not hesitate to share this with them. Uh, and then, of course, if you're not subscribed to us already on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit thumbs up, hit all the buttons that you can, just not that thumbs down. That one is bad. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead and make sure you are subscribed to us there as well. And also rate and review us on there. I do read those too. Those usually make me a lot angrier than YouTube. So that's always fun. And of course, if you need any other information, just head over to disunplugged.com. That is the home of our show notes page for this show and all the other shows on the Disunplugged podcast network. So that's going to do it for me. I want to say thank you again one more time and we will be back next week with another edition of the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> Until then though, remember, no resolution.